Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View Wrap, the first one of 2020 on the first Friday of January. I'm Clarissa Montero for Money FM 89.3. JP Ong as usual here with me. And so is Jeff Howie, strategic market analyst from the SGX. It has been a very, very interesting last couple of days. More on the Geopolitical Criminal Act fr- front <laughs> than on the market front, but... Nonetheless, very, very interesting. And I think we've got big things to look forward to in the next weeks. Yes, a lot of things to look forward to. Um, uh, of, cor- of course, the big uh, marker there is uh, whether or not China will confirm if January 15 is the signing date. Are they date still for playing coy? I believe we still have to wait or uh, hear back from the Chinese mm-hmm. for that, Beijing. But, uh, you know, as uh, President Trump has tweeted out before, he believes that uh, January 15, on the lawn of the White House, is when he and President Xi Jinping are going to sign. And more uh, pressing also will be to see if he is to see when they begin negotiations for phase two. He asked uh, President Trump in that same tweet, he said, I will personally head to China to kick off trade two negotiations at a later date also. But we'll have to wait for the other side to confirm that this the story is real. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, the U.S. has said that, or President Trump's Twitter feed has, has, has said that this, uh, January 15 is going to be that date. Um, the markets today uh, generally mixed. I think there's a, uh, there's a bit of a coming down after after yesterday's euphoria, many markets are trading in the red. Even the even the SGX today or the Straits Times Index, um, we had a very strong start to the day. We breached three thousand two uh, three thousand two hundred sixty. It's one point three two six two is where we got to, and uh, suddenly we saw a bit of a pullback and uh, a half percent. Did we scare ourselves loss. then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, well, uh, this is this. Uh, well, I'm not sure, but uh, this could just be folks uh, locking in some profits. Maybe maybe folks just saying, okay, that's a little that's enough for now. Um, but again, I think uh, when you're still trading and i still consider january 3rd part of the holiday season mm-hmm. and really my season doesn't end until the epiphany happens right until Absolutely. sunday happens Absolutely. there's the catholic school training we all talk about <laughs> all off air right but um I, and i think until that happens you generally just see markets sort of sort of just uh, sort of just feeling feel, feeling things out at the moment and this is just basically what i what i'm seeing and this is the only explanation i have as to why markets are pulling back a little bit perhaps just coming down off of thursday's highs because we had also a lot of liquidity coming to chinese markets which lifted sentiment but mm-hmm. so, other than that, I mean, uh, Jeff, you're more than welcome to take a stab at this as to why we're down by about half a percent. I mean, it's nothing catastrophic, as I as I often say, but still, we're, we are in the red at least this Friday. Well, before Jeff looks at the market, I have to just say I think Nikkei's got it right. They're still on holiday. Right, <laughs> the bank holiday continues, and we'll we'll await to see how they react when Monday when Monday comes okay. along. Right. So, what do you think, Jeff? Is it is it just not everyone is back at their trading desks? We've had a good morning. Yeah, uh, the, we did. The turnover actually. has been 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 mm-hmm. quite quite impressive, and it is business as usual. And if it is business as usual, uh, then you would expect a little bit of tentativeness in mm-hmm. the prices because mm-hmm. we, we're about to uh, see all the PMIs come out to the market. And oh, it's p- nine PM tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, and look, it kicked off last night, midnight. Midnight this morning is when the uh, it's the JP Morgan Global Manufacturing PMI was released. And that is uh, basically the big global PMI. And remember, back in November, that ticked into expansion territory for the first time in seven months. Now, it remained in 
expansion territory, but did come back marginally to just uh, I think I think it was fifty point one. Yeah, so it was fifty point one. Expansion, just yeah. a touch above expansion. Uh, but the good thing was consumer goods did remain a pocket of strength, and we saw that in November as well. And for investors, this is pretty much translated to some sectors outpacing other sectors last year. And we would expect to see a little bit more uh, differentiation across the different sectors this year uh, as these challenges and opportunities unveil. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a lot of uh, awaiting and some of those big uh, uh, tickets that uh, and and big events that you've alluded to actually next week. And really, I think uh, the week ahead is going to be when when 2020 officially really kicks off and everybody uh, everyone's done with pre-gaming. It's time to come back everyone's, to the markets. Everyone's done. And, you know, certainly some investors will be looking to make some money before the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's for sure. And and there's there's a lot to choose from here in Singapore. We, uh, you know, nothing, I think, um, really exemplifies that as well as when you look at our Straits Times Index, the total return last year, which includes the 5% price appreciation, mm-hmm plus the 4.4% dividend distributions, uh, accumulated total return was 9.4%, which mm-hmm. is pretty much in line with what we saw over the preceding 10 years, which yep. had its fair share of challenges, which had extraordinary low monetary policy, etc. So we're, we're at this junction now where is it going to be more of the same or do we start uh, looking at where the outpacing has been? And you look at the top 50 stocks by turnover, they have doubled the returns of the STI on a whole. You look at the next 50 stocks by turnover as well, they've also outpaced the STI. So here in Singapore, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, businesses that, I guess, when you look at the top 100 by turnover, that have moved with the times, become more operationally efficient and fortified their businesses through moving and adapting with these trade-related uncertainty fears, as well as the deceleration in global growth. Mm -hmm. Now, Singapore regulators are going to be awarding the 5G operating licenses this year. Would that mean that the uh, telecom counters are one to watch? I think the telecom counters and the banking counters are going to be very interesting to watch in the next couple. Like Jeffries actually came out with a with a report just uh, mm-hmm. today and talked about what kind of uh, risks this might actually pose some of the traditional lenders, the DBSs, the OCBs, the UOBs. Mind you, OCBs, OCBC and Keppel at one point were bidding for one of these digital bank licenses. They decided to pull back mm-hmm. and some speculate that it's down to Keppel's ongoing or uh, restructuring. And since there'll be restructuring and there'll be, there will be a a reevaluation of that strategic assessment that we talked about the other day. Still, they think that a lot of these uh, players, there's two two wholesale digital bank licenses coming out, and according to Jeffries, this could actually erode the asset basis of these banks by about three to five percent. And according to Krishna Guha, who's been on on primetime a handful of times, he actually said that the competition cannot be underestimated because the key advantage of tech firms is that they get almost a real time 360 degree view of their customers and are able to react quickly. So just just uh, today, we also received uh, news of new bids for these wholesale banking licenses. You have ByteDance, which is the uh, Chinese-owned tech firm which owns uh, TikTok. They have applied for a license here in Singapore for one of those wholesale banking licenses. And we also have the likes of iFast partnering with two Chinese banks uh, to try to apply for another digital wholesale bank license. iFast also counts SBH as one of their holders. I, be- I believe it's about 15.2% uh, is held by, by SPH's subsidiary, SPH Invest. Mm-hmm. So how many does that come down to already? You've got iFast and, the, and their consortium. You've got ByteDance and TikTok. 
Ant Financial coming in, Grab and Singtel, um, uh, the other one, Razor, also mm-hmm. coming in. And these are, they're all vying for those two wholesale bank licenses. So um, forget the comp- competition this will bring to some of the banks. These five guys are going to probably be duking it out tooth and nail for these two licenses. But it also shows that many of them are actually trying to come back into this, these markets. I believe uh, that study uh, that was uh, created by Temasek, Bain, and Google estimates that, uh, that the, the e-commerce industry here in Singapore will continue to double also. And digital banking itself will also become more attractive also for these folks. But it's a who's who of people who are coming in. I believe Shen Xiong is part of one of those yes, um, yes. One of those uh, we heard consortiums about that as yesterday. well. Right? So, uh, again, so much uh, very interesting to see who is getting involved. And also maybe because Shen Xiong, the supermarket operator, believes that, you know, what, uh, at some point, uh, digital banking is going to affect or, or either pose some opportunities for us, we might as well get our feet wet there, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I'm sure the banks will move with this. The, this, the thing is, I remember a couple of years ago reading survey after survey for ASEAN consumers and how much they were willing to pay for a bank brand. They didn't um, – surveys, you know, a couple of years mm-hmm. back. And, and you got to remember this is a 650 million people – universe these guys um in the in the survey they fees weren't an issue but they do like bank brands branding Mm -hmm. is is a big part of the banking business so the the challenge and the opportunity is for these banks to remain as in touch with the digital moves as the newcomers and hence keep and retain their business Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that i i'm looking at because we are trying to spot the trends and and the potential pitfalls on the first Friday of a brand new year. Now, you can't not pay attention to those fires in Australia. A lot of Singaporeans have investments in Australia, various kinds of investments. Singaporean businesses have investments in Australia. How do these fires even affect those investments? Yeah, Do they even? And and family as well, Clarissa. Yes, there's a, there's absolutely. A, you know, we have a lot of... Uh, we all have family in Australia. We this have a, is true. And and we've so far seen in this season um, 20 people pass away, being, mm. being, being killed by the fires. You've also got these 1,300 homes that have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw the report from the animals yesterday yeah, too. That, that, that was, was shocking. shocking. So that so that half a billion is, is 480 million people. Uh, animals of which I think 8,000 are the koalas. Mm-hmm. And I guess to the scale of it as well is is if you look at uh, the amount of acres that have been burned, it's 15 million acres, mm-hmm. which is exactly twice the size of Belgium. Mm-hmm. It's had an impact. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the, the stock market has been resilient in mm-hmm. Australia. All the attention is on the bush and basically um, not so much my home state of Queensland, but more New South Wales, Victoria, and to, yep. a, to another extent, you've got South Australia and Western Australia as well. Look, we, we've got investments there, but we are going to need a lot of repair work. There's a lot of work to be done come March when, when things start to cool down, hopefully, um, hopefully sooner than that. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for a lot of Australians to accept that this can happen. Mm. Uh, based on we have three levels of government in Australia. We have a pretty big public service. We have a lot of people that care deeply for our agriculture and for our farmland. And I I dare say there will be a number of reforms. There will be a lot of soul searching. And we need to basically help these people 
uh, in Australia with businesses that are, as I say, supplying a lot of foodstuffs and 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 so forth to uh, to us here in, in in Asia. Now the agriculture cultural sector also in Australia, not it's no slouch either. And, yeah, uh, the, and they will be get affected by this. And just the countless number of uh, homes, families, and wildlife that have been affected. Also, we don't even know what the ecological impact will be. And it's still because burning, it's some, so. uh, especially a country of the size of Australia. Sure. What happens in this country, I'm sure there, there has to be some blowback into the global ecosystem as well. We mm-hmm. don't know exactly what that's going to be, but we have to monitor also what that will ma- mean for them. In terms of uh, the markets in Australia, I think everyone's still hopeful that uh, any lifting of this U.S.-China trade tension, China, again, one of the uh, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest trading partner for Australia, if things start to stabilize there, mm-hmm. then this could actually mean, uh, mean well or bode well for the Australian economy. But going back to these fires also, there are a handful of opportunities you can actually look at that. Jeff mentioned that uh, there will be a lot of repair work that needs sure. to be done. That, that, that means that there could be opportunities for construction firms and demand for them at least to come back and try to rebuild that part of the country. But again, make no mistake, this is a, it's a serious matter and I think it has the whole world scratching their heads and if you haven't taken notice of what's going on there, it, I, I, I suggest you guys start to because the scale of the impact to Belgiums, I mean, that, that is... Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of Singapore's. That's a lot of Singapore's. <laughs> what was it, 90 Singapore's? Guys? 90 Singapore's. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, without sounding too ghoulish, because it, it, it is always about m- money and business R- on Money FM 89.3, there are going to be business opportunities in the rebuilding. Everyone from heavy machinery and uh, agriculture and. Oh, totally. And look, S- Singapore is, is so far ahead in fintech, and uh, basically, you only have to look at the back, back in November, the, the sheer size and scale of mm-hmm. the fintech festival in November. We, there is so much that uh, Singapore can offer in terms of value chain management of, sure. of products and services in this region. And there's a, uh, there's a lot of opportunity there for a lot of trade, capital flows. And, uh, and we do see in our stock market as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're, seeing, we're seeing a lot of businesses diversify uh, outside of Asia and build uh, and promote Australian assets as well. And yeah. not to mention also that uh, there was a report a couple of weeks ago about uh, Singaporeans continuing to be resilient in their love for Australian property. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just because of some of these opportunities you have there, but keep in mind that the Australian dollar continues to weaken. I mean, that parity we had one-to-one, forget it, kiss it goodbye. I believe it's now about uh, 93 Aussie cents to a Correct. Singapore dollar. It continues to weaken also today. We don't know if it's because of uh, if folks are getting a better grasp of what the impact of the fires are there or if it's because they're expecting more easing from the Reserve Bank of Australia. But if you're, if uh, in terms of opportunities for Singaporeans, not just in terms of what you can provide uh, in terms of construction, in terms of fintech, also uh, think about how much bang for your buck you can actually get because of how um, weak the Australian dollar has been against uh, against the Sing dollar. So something also to take in, to keep into consideration if uh, you are a Singaporean business that's look, saying, hmm, or might there be opportunities down under also for us? That Aussie dollar is looking rather enticing. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. I mean, and I think there are a lot of Singaporean parents with children studying in ah, Australia. There's that too. <laughs> who are quite happy with that exchange rate, I have to say. Do you know, do you know the estimate for uh, Singaporeans with Australian university degrees is around 200,000? Mm, really? Yeah. That's quite a lot. Yeah, including uh, Boon Yang, yep. Lee Boon Yang, who, uh, who was at University of Queensland as a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to the same uh, college dorm in, but obviously... Different times, in, I different hope. Different times, of course. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what is it? Seven hours from Singapore to Sydney versus, say, 14 hours to London, to London 14 hours yep. to Los Angeles. I mean, it's a bit of a, 
a bit of a no-brainer. Uh, you can for, check for on kids. your children more often there you in go. Australia. And, and scoot, yeah. scoot. Do, I've I mean, never been to Australia, by the way. <laughs> well, you I guess the surfing's pretty good. <laughs> go, scoot. go and scoot down. Why do you think I've been looking at the exchange rate so often lately? I, I hear the, the, not that I have ever surfed in Australia because I am afraid of sharks, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the surfing's pretty good. There. Yeah, but you better bring your A-game. Those boys are good. <laughs> Those boys good. are good. Boys are now, good. that this brings us to the end of Market View Wrap, but if you are Australian or you have family in Australia, whether or not you are Australian, our our thoughts and prayers with everyone. I hope everyone that matters to you is safe. Mm-hmm. This is Money FM 89.3 with JP Young. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined on Market View Wrap today by Jeff Howie from the STX. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.